There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that raises the curtain on everyday history and lets it take a bow. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're reacquainting ourselves with a long-overlooked piece of musical theater history, one that literally changed the face of the art form, both on stage and in the crowd. The day was May 23rd, 1921. The Broadway musical Shuffle Along debuted at the 63rd Street Music Hall. Located about half a mile north of New York City's theater district, the show would have typically been considered off-Broadway, but because its ticket prices matched those of other Broadway productions, it was considered one itself. In the end, Broadway was lucky to have it, as Shuffle Along proved so popular that police had to convert West 63rd Street into a one-way thoroughfare just to prevent traffic jams before showtimes. The show's success was all the more notable since it was the first Broadway musical to be staged with an all-black cast, playwright, composer, and lyricist. The review-style show was the creation of four vaudeville veterans, Flournoy Miller and Aubrey Lyle, who wrote the show's book or script, U.B. Blake, who composed the music, and Noble Sissel, who penned the lyrics. The quartet first met each other at an NAACP benefit event in Philadelphia in 1920. 
Feeling stifled by the constraints of vaudeville, they decided to pool their talents to mount a full-fledged Broadway show. The story they came up with centers on two unscrupulous friends, Sam and Steve, who both run for mayor of the fictional Jimtown, USA. Each man promises to appoint the other as chief of police if he wins. There's also a romantic subplot involving Harry Walton, the friend's virtuous opponent in the election, and a young woman named Jessie. In a bold break from the tradition of the time, the romance between two African-American characters was treated seriously, instead of being played for laughs. That said, the plot of Shuffle Along was pretty bare-bones, mostly serving as a way to showcase the songs and dance numbers. When the show opened in May of 1921, its eventual success was anything but guaranteed. After holding pre-Broadway tryouts in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, the production arrived in New York with a debt of around $20,000, the equivalent of nearly $300,000 today. This severe lack of capital relegated the show to a rundown theater on West 63rd Street. Formerly a lecture hall, the space had only a small stage and no orchestra pit at all. It was wedged between two automotive garages and looked the worse for wear, inside and out. However, as U.B. Blake later recalled, quote, It wasn't Broadway, but we made it Broadway. Shabby theater aside, there was also the question of whether the predominantly white audiences of Broadway would be willing to support an all-black show. To increase their odds, the show's producers included plenty of the demeaning comedy that white audiences had come to expect from minstrelsy, including racial stereotypes and even blackface. That's right, although the cast was made up entirely of African Americans, the two comic leads still appeared in black face paint to help white audiences feel more at ease. These decisions may seem counterproductive, and many black theatergoers certainly felt so at the time, but those involved in the production saw them as a necessary evil, a way to get a foot in the door, so to speak. Thankfully, those concessions, ugly as they were, did at least achieve the desired effect. Shuffle Along not only helped legitimize African-American musicals, it marked the beginning of desegregated theaters in America by allowing black audience members to sit in orchestra seats, rather than confining them to the balcony. To be clear though, Shuffle Along didn't just coast along on its novelty. It had musical chops as well. One of the show's hit songs was Love Will Find a Way, a heartfelt duet sung by the show's infatuated couple, Harry and Jesse. According to lyricist Noble Sissel, the song was the subject of concern right up until opening night. As he later recalled, quote, We were afraid that when Lottie G and Roger Matthews sang it, we'd be run out of town. We were standing near the exit door with one foot inside the theater and the other pointed north toward Harlem. Imagine our amazement when the song was not only beautifully received, but encored. Unfortunately, there was no cast recording from that original production, but here's a clip of the song from a demo recording that Blake and Sissel made in 1950 in hopes of drumming up interest in a revival of the show. Love will find a way. Those 
Another standout number from Shuffle Along was I'm Just Wild About Harry, a jazzy, up-tempo foxtrot that became a hit not only with theatergoers, but with the general public as well. The song even got a new lease on life in 1948 when President Harry Truman used it as the anthem of his re-election campaign. Once again, we only have instrumental recordings from the show's original run, so here's a sample from that 1950 demo. Then you're just wild about Harry And Harry's wild about me The heavenly blisses of its kisses Ah, uh, he's sweet just like chocolate candy And just like honey from a bee And you're just wild about Harry And he's just wild about Can I do without Harry's wild about me? One of the other lasting contributions of Shuffle Along was that it introduced the world to a host of gifted black artists, including Florence Mills, Paul Robeson, Adelaide Hall, and of course, Josephine Baker. She joined the cast when she was just 16 years old, and later went on to become the first black woman to play the leading role in a major motion picture. That would be the 1927 silent film Siren of the Tropics. In later years, Baker became just as well known for her work as a civil rights activist. An outspoken opponent of segregation and other forms of racial injustice, Baker worked with the NAACP, led impromptu protests, and even gave a speech at the historic March on Washington in 1963. She and Daisy Bates were the only women to address the audience that day. By that point, Baker had been a world-renowned entertainer for decades, but it was the often-overlooked shuffle along that provided her big break in the 1920s. Despite the prejudices of the era, the show managed to win over critics and audiences alike, and ultimately ran for 504 performances, an indisputable success by the standards of the day. After it closed on Broadway in July of 1922, Shuffle Along kicked off a three-year tour across the United States, becoming the first black musical to play in many of the nation's theaters. The show briefly returned to Broadway in 1933, and then again in 1952, but neither production left much of an impression, causing the show to slip into obscurity for the better part of 60 years. At last, though, in 2016, Shuffle Along returned to prominence when esteemed playwright and theater director George C. Wolfe mounted a reimagined version of the show. His production told two stories the show's original plot, and the behind-the-scenes tale of the real-life artists and performers who first brought that groundbreaking show to life. The buzz around Wolf's reimagining rekindled interest in the original show. It also helped a new generation understand the impact that show had, not only on musical theater, but on the black experience and the development of American culture as a whole. The original Shuffle Along may be more offensive than entertaining to the average audience today, but the progress it represented, while imperfect, is something we should never forget. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. 
And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.